Butts and Guts, a Cleveland Clinic podcast exploring your digestive and surgical health from end to end. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Butts and Guts. I'm your host, Scott Steele, the chair of colorectal surgery and president of main campus here at Cleveland Clinic in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. And today I am absolutely pleased to welcome a fourth time guest, Julia Zumpano, who is a registered dietitian here at the Cleveland Clinic. And today we're going to talk a little bit about something that we have not talked in depth about before, and that's saturated fats. Julia, welcome back to Butts and Guts. Thank you for having me again, Dr. Steele. So for those who haven't listened to the three prior episodes, can you once again tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, where you're from, where did you train, and how did it come to the point that you're here at the Cleveland Clinic? Sure. So I have been a dietitian for about 18 years. All of that time was spent at the Cleveland Clinic. I trained as an intern at the Cleveland Clinic. So total time has been 20 years. And I went to the University of Akron for my undergrad and grew up south of Cleveland, but was born outside the country in northern Macedonia. That is fantastic. And go Zips. So Today, we're going to talk a little bit about saturated fat. So to start, can you first explain a little bit more about what is saturated fat in food? Sure. So saturated fat is a type of dietary fat that is saturated with hydrogen that have single bonds between carbons, which makes it a solid fat at room temperature. So foods that are high in saturated fat are typically solid like butter, lard, cheese, the fat in whole milk, fatty cuts of meat, the skin of meat, and then coconut and palm oil are common sources of saturated fat. So you mentioned this a little bit, but give us a little bit more. So what types of food are high in saturated fat? So really, you know, meats, cheeses, and dairy, full fat dairy, and then some of the harder vegetable oils like the coconut palm oil. So Truth or myth, truth or myth, saturated fat should be no more than 5 to 6% of your total daily calories. So according to the American Heart Association, this is true. That is their guideline. So are people more likely to consume a high level of saturated fat in a snack or in a meal? It depends on what you're consuming. I don't know if there's necessarily one versus the other. A lot of people tend to eat super healthy meals and then kind of snack on unhealthy foods throughout the day, or it might just be they're consuming one or two meals that are just fast food based. So it really, really can vary. But in the meal form, you're going to get it from like your fatty or processed meats, heavily cheese-based items, fried or processed foods, fast foods. From your snacks, you're going to get it from snack foods, whether they're salty or sweet those are all sources of saturated fat. So you take a lot of them in, but how can high levels of saturated fat impact your digestive system and body overall? So saturated fat has been linked to increasing your LDL cholesterol, your low density lipoprotein, which is what we consider the bad levels of cholesterol, which can lead to more plaque buildup and atherosclerosis in the arteries, which means hardening of the plaque in the arteries, which again can lead to increased cardiovascular events. So that is really where we try to limit that. You know, recently that concept has been questioned. So I think we're really looking at the picture and the diet as a whole versus just focusing on one entity of the diet, which is just saturated fat alone. Studies have shown, too, that dietary fat can change the amount and type of microbes in your gut. So they looked at a study, and when pairing high saturated fat diet with a high sugar diet, 
your good gut bacteria decrease significantly, which we know it's not super surprising. High saturated fat, high sugar diets, we know can really decrease the healthy bacteria and, you know, slow gut motility and obviously lead to other health issues like diabetes and heart disease. So no surprise there. But we do know that, you know, when you increase healthy fats coming from plant-based oils, which are considered monounsaturated fats, and fiber that helps increase your good gut bacteria. So are there any foods that are high in saturated fat that are actually good for your health? Yeah, so I believe that there are. So egg yolks are high in saturated fat, but I think there are a lot of benefits to eating egg yolks. I think, you know, some grass-fed meats that are, you know, semi-lean, some of the saturated fat in there I think is fine because you're getting so much nutritional benefit and protein. I think, you know, small amounts of whole milk dairy products can safely be consumed too, like whole milk Greek yogurt or even just regular like cottage cheese that's whole milk. I think there's a lot of benefits to those foods and the saturated fat in there I think can be safely consumed without negative impact. So Julia, I want to circle back to something you just said, just to dig in a little bit more. So can high levels of saturated fat cause certain diseases over time? So is it just kind of the association of what the condition can like lead to, you said heart disease and diabetes, or is it, you know, they all kind of go hand in hand. If you're high in saturated fat, maybe you have obesity or maybe a smoker, like is it an association or a causation? This question is really difficult to answer, to be honest, because it's not just one nutrient that can cause a disease. And we know that. We know that saturated fat is not the cause of heart disease per se. I think it depends on so many different factors, like the type of saturated fat you're consuming, what else you're consuming it with. So for example, if you're consuming saturated fat in the form of fast food or commercial desserts, then yes, it can likely cause disease if you're eating it consistently over a long period of time, because we know that there are other negative effects to those foods, like they're refined grains and high in sugar and high in sodium. So, you know, the combination of all of those things are leading to disease when consumed consistently over time. But if you're consuming it in the form of like a grass-fed beef alongside a, a diet with rich in whole foods or high fiber, then likely that's not going to necessarily cause disease. So it, it's a complicated question to answer, but in the end, one nutrient is not going to lead to disease. It's really the combination of what you're eating. So what are some alternatives for foods that are you know, typically high in saturated fat? So if I'm on a diet that's high in saturated fat, what other foods can I look to? Yeah. So I would suggest replacing some of those saturated fat foods with liquid oils. So of course, like an extra virgin olive oil, avocados would be a good source of monounsaturated fat that you could replace. Nuts and seeds are good mono and polyunsaturated fatty acids. So nut butters like an almond butter or natural peanut butter, those are great sources of fat. So we want to look for more of the unsaturated fats versus the saturated and then small to moderate amounts of saturated fats from healthy sources are okay to have. So should children and adults be equally concerned about their saturated fat intake? So children do not need to be concerned for they need essential fatty acids for brain growth and development. Fat is essential for them during their growth stage. But if a child has very high cholesterol, which we call familial hypercholesterolemia, 
then they may need to be on a little bit more of a restricted diet depending on you know what their cardiologist may suggest. So if I go out and have high consumption of saturated fat in a very short period of time, is there something I can do to offset that? There's really no offset. I mean, I suppose you could probably consume, you know, kind of large amounts of fruits and vegetables for the next couple of days and do a lot of exercise. But there's really not necessarily an offset. It's really just trying to focus on moderation and in general, trying to have as healthy of a diet as you can for most of the time for when you have those small periods of time where you do have, you know, maybe higher levels, it's going to be offset by, you know, your overall healthy intake that's consistent over time. So Julia, probably the reason we're even talking about this is because saturated fats in general may be just yummy and people like to eat them. So as you say, what are some tips to helping people cut back on saturated fat intake? So I would say begin with your sources of processed saturated fat first. We know that's going to have the most negative impact. So that's things like store-bought baked goods, snack foods, processed meats and cheeses, convenience foods, fast foods. So those are the ones you want to begin with really cutting out. And then slowly look at where you can replace some heavy sources of saturated fat in your diet with a better alternative. So like I mentioned, instead of putting butter on your toast, maybe you put like a natural peanut butter or avocado on your toast. Instead of putting cheese on your eggs, maybe we do some salsa or we cook the eggs in an extra virgin olive oil. So look at swaps that you're reasonably going to make and then allow those foods you really don't want to give up or change. Allow your saturated fat to come from those select special foods that you still want to enjoy. But if you've made enough of an impact on in other portions of your diet, then you can still enjoy a small, moderate amount. Well, those are great tips. And so now it's time for our quick hitters. And Julia, since I've asked you several of these in the past, I've tried a few new ones. So first of all, if I hit play on your playlist, what song would come on? Oh, probably... Gosh, that's a hard one to answer because my kids are constantly on my playlist. So it would most likely be a song from a soundtrack of a movie called Home because <laughs> they take over my music anymore. That's fantastic. And so what was your worst hairstyle looking back? Oh, definitely back when Jennifer Aniston was popular and she had her cute little layered look and I have very curly hair. So I decided to go that route. It did not go very well. That's fantastic. So number three, what is your favorite color to wear? Favorite color to wear would probably be white. That's fantastic. And so give us a final take-home message to our listeners, especially in regards to saturated fat. I think in general, you know, when you look at your diet, you really want to focus on whole foods as much as you possibly can, minimally processed foods. And that allows you to have a little bit of, of indulgence here and there. So remember that saturated fat when coming in healthy sources is not bad for you. And even in processed foods, when done in moderation and limited quantities and frequency, it's okay. But really heavily, heavily focusing on Instead of what not to eat, what to eat. I think that's where we really want to focus on. What do we want to fill our diet with to keep ourselves healthy? Great advice. And so to learn more about nutrition therapy here at the Cleveland Clinic, please visit clevelandclinic.org slash nutrition. That's clevelandclinic.org slash nutrition. You can also call 216 444 
216-444-3046. That's 216-444-3046. Julia, once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Butts and Guts. Thank you for having me. That wraps things up here at Cleveland Clinic. Until next time, thanks for listening to Butts and Guts.